The NASCAR Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $100 at WinBet and get a $100 free bet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bets. Driver, start your in and pull those belts up tight as the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presents the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. I'll wreck my mom to win a championship. I'll wreck your mom to win a championship. With all the news and the best bets for your NASCAR weekend. It refrains me from not beating the out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions but since i'm on probation i suppose that that's uh, improper to say as well if you could talk about racing things we could talk about racing now here are your hosts rod via gomez and cody z once again coming to you it is the nascar gambling podcast here on the sports gambling podcast network he is cody zeeb i am rod via gomez and we are set to break down a short track race from richmond virginia for the second time this season it is the federated auto parts 400 and of course we are totally excited for yet another track style in a row just keeps throwing curveballs at us left and right Fresh off of a gigantic winner. If you haven't listened to the recap episode, go back, listen to what a fun weekend we had last gigantic weekend. winners. Yes, yes. Plenty of winners out there. Uh, all the bets. So, Cody, brother, this is as good as it gets, man. We're hot into racing, and it just keeps getting better. Best time of the year, man. The The schedule's great right now, like you said, mixing up all the stuff um, with, with the different kinds of tracks. It's been just track after track has been totally different from the previous one it's been a lot of fun i've really enjoyed it news is going crazy huge tony stewart news today <laughs> we were so excited we were pumped up it's gonna be kyle bush it's gonna be oh they're making t- nfts for tony stewart oh okay <laughs> thanks tony thanks smoke <laughs> look if you're all that N- fucking <laughs> excitement we had if you're an nft fan you're going crazy but i, I- stabbed us in the fucking heart <laughs> It wasn't, it wasn't. <laughs> We're gonna have to wait it. another day for uh, for the Kyle Bush news, I guess. Uh, yeah, but like I said, if you're into NFTs, this was right up your alley. And if you're into Tony Stewart and NFTs, you absolutely loved what was going on. Uh, but yeah, I mean, look, <laughs> it must be a slow news week. If we're talking <laughs> NFTs, right? I don't know. I don't want to doubt it. It's a huge announcement. Just announce it if it's not. I mean, that's not a huge announcement. Sorry. No. If you're into NFTs and that's your thing. Awesome, cool, but uh, not a huge announcement. I'm curious what the crossover is between NASCAR folks and NFT folks. Like, yeah, if you are, I, I really, I don't, I really, I don't understand the whole NFT thing. I mean, whatever. Again, <laughs> if that's your thing. Yeah. Best of luck to you when it's not worth anything. You know, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> uh, I don't, I don't know either. But um, all right. So listen. In, in lieu of that, we're just going to go ahead and take – there's no Xfinity race this weekend, so it is just Trucks and Cup, both on Richmond. They're not going to different tracks this week, so that makes things a little bit easier for everybody. Obviously, no Cup drivers in the truck race because 
they are starting the playoffs this week, so there's no chance for second uh, second week of the playoffs. Second actually. week of the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yep. They're in the playoffs. <laughs> it, it's been a while since the trucks have raced, so it kind of feels you know all all new to us. Um, but again, they are on Richmond. This is a three quarter of a mile paved track, uh, and they are going to be racing for 150 miles around this. So a lot of action packed into this, a short track race in the playoffs for the truck drivers. For the cup guys, it's 400, uh, 400 laps around this track. That's, that's a lot of laps. Not only is that a lot of laps to run, but there's a lot of laps to get in trouble. And we've seen quite a bit of trouble this season. Uh, so a 300-mile race, 400 laps, Short track, short tempers, coming off of a, a wild Michigan race last week where there was a long track, still short tempers. So, I mean, Cody, what are we here to expect from this race? Yeah, I mean, from, from the truck series side of things, complete chaos. <laughs> I mean, they, they raced at IRP, uh, Indianapolis Raceway Park two weeks ago, I think it was. three weeks, Two weeks ago, three weeks ago, whatever it was. But... I mean, we saw it under the lights. It was just mass chaos. Everybody was wrecking each other. The whole field flipped at the end there. We had guys that we thought were going to win, and then they get wrecked. Cautions happen. Strategy, the whole thing goes into it. So I think we're going to see that, especially from the trucks. I mean, it, it is the playoffs. So it, it's, you know, it's time for these guys to do their thing. Grant Enfinger was, I think, ninth place going into the into the first race. There's only 10, 10 drivers make it for, for truck series playoffs. Ninth place wins the first one. Boom. He's locked in. Doesn't matter what happens the next two races. He's into the next round. He's got those extra bonus points to carry with them. That stuff means a lot to these guys. They're all going to be going for it. Every point matters. Every position matters. So they're And then flip it over to the cup side. It's the same thing. There's only three races left. Richmond this week, which could produce a new winner probably less likely of the races remaining but then we have a wild card in a road course next week the biggest wild card there is in daytona the following week so if you're one of these top guys like a ryan blaney like a martin truex this is your chance you win this time at this track where you've been good at before and you get locked in because if you don't and somebody else snags that win at daytona you're out. It doesn't matter if you finish second in the points, Ryan Blaney. You're done. I mean, it, and it's as crazy as that is to see, and we never thought we'd see the day. But So I'm expecting almost just complete and utter chaos. There is going to be so many pit strategies. Uh, there's going to be so much shuffling of things going on. It's a shorter track. These guys are not afraid to wreck each other, bump each other out of the way, especially the truck series, but even the cup series this year. It's been almost out of hand at, at points. And when it gets to crunch time like this, it's, it's getting down. Everybody's getting down to business now. And yeah, it's going to be a very exciting weekend of racing. So we look back at uh, the truck race. We talk about it. They have only raced here in 2021 and 2020 in this modern configuration. The last time before that was 2005. So they've only been here twice in the last couple of years. Last winners were John Hunter Nemechek, Grant Enfinger, won this race in 2020. But again, not a lot of truck drivers have a lot of experience on this short track. So we're going to see a lot of first-time folks. We're going to see a lot of folks that have barely been on this track at all. 
Look back at the Cup Series. Well, that's a different story. They've been racing here for a very, very long time. Uh, in fact, the first race here was back in 1953. Fast forward to today. Uh, earlier this year, it was Denny Hamlin who won his what was his first race of the season here yep. on this track. Truex before that in 2021. Bowman, Kozlowski, Truex again back-to-back. -back. Kyle Busch back-to-back -back in 18. Larson in 2017. Logano and Hamlin uh, back to 2016. So a lot of familiar names. Like you had said, not a lot of brand-new first-time winners. Yeah, so a lot of Toyotas. <laughs> that's the truth. But, uh, yeah, that, that's what we're up against this week. And, again, they've raced here once before last week or last uh, earlier in the spring. So we'll definitely be talking about that as we break down our bets. So, again, a lot of stuff to keep in mind as we set our bets up for the weekend. Uh, again, the truck racing and the uh, cup racing all together. So let's, let's go ahead, Cody, and let's just get right into it after the break. And let's just start laying down some bets because, like we said, there's a lot to talk about when we're starting to lay out these bets. And I think uh, the best time to do it is as we set up our bets. What do you say? Yes, sir. Let's get it done. All right. Step away for a second and tell you about Win. Are you thinking of joining WinBet? Well, now's the perfect time because brand new customers like yourself, if you bet $100, you're going to get a $100 free bet. If you're betting baseball, you got to check out WinBet. The reduced juice in baseball games makes them the perfect place to play MLB and place bets in the MLB. Plus, the WinBet Casino is always open. It's 24 hours a day, and you can get a 100% deposit bonus up to $1,000. You heard that correctly, $1,000 thousand dollars so much to choose from all you got to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash win bet so they know we sent you that's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash w-i-n-n-b-e-t to claim your free bets today offer subject to change terms and conditions at winbet.com must be 21 or older and present in the state where play, play through win bet is available if you or someone you know has a gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700 i know you like to shop around for odds we all love to shop around for odds because that's what you got to do. You got to compare the books. You got to figure out where you're getting the best price for your dollar. The only tool that I'm using from now on until I, until I can find something better, which probably won't happen, is Odds Trader. What is Odds Trader? Well, listen, they have got all the books laid out for you. They've got all, they've done all the shopping for you and they put it all on one easy to use website, but not just the odds, not just the over-unders, not just the spreads, not just the money line, but they have got all the tools for you to even research those bets. You can find the handicapping, the play-by-play -play scores, the updates, the live bet tracking, player statistics, head-to-head -head matchups, where they lie against the spread, where they were head-to-head. -head. I'm telling you right now, the amount of information you get from Odds Trader, completely mind-blowing go find out for yourself don't take my word for it track your bets even across all the books that you you don't even have to go and keep a spreadsheet anymore odds trader will do that for you how do you do it go to oddstrader.com slash blue wire odds trader it is the number one site for all of your game day bets all right definitely needs odds trader to keep track of our bets for the truck race and for the cup race this weekend so much fun to be had so many bets to lay so as we get set up for the i'm i'm stalling if you can't tell because i'm trying to pull up the actual name of the truck race here and and i'm drawing a blank because it was sitting in front of me and i closed the tab just before i started to do the reads 
it is the, the Worldwide <laughs> Express 250 for, for carrier carriage. appreciation. That is correct. Look at you, Man, Cody. We're back to these back to these long ass <laughs> sponsor names. I know. I know. So the Worldwide Express 250 for carrier appreciation. Cody, why don't you hit us with your first bet for it? All right. Well, uh, man, doesn't happen often. Two weeks in a row, though. Well, not necessarily. I disagreed with you last week, but this time we're actually going head to head. We, uh, again, do not discuss our bets beforehand. We like to go through our own process and then bleed it in together. So we're we're on different sides of this one. I'm taking Stuart Friesen over Ben Rhodes. It's minus 110 on the Friesen side of things. Um, so at, at IRP, the last race out, which is a pretty similar track to this one, um, Rhodes finished second completely undeservedly. He was running like 20th until the last caution cycle. He stayed out. It got him up there, but he looked crappy all day. So, uh, and But Friesen was still fourth, so it was close. Uh, if you go back to the last... The last eight races, in seven of those eight, Stuart Friesen has beat Ben Rhodes head-to-head. The one being IRP last week, or last race, where I, I don't necessarily... Rhodes didn't, did not have a better truck than Friesen did. Friesen has had an amazing season. He's been hot. We've talked about him all season. He's our favorite Canadian. Um, I, I really like him this week. He's been big on the on the road, or on, on the short tracks. He, that's his style of racing. He's looked really good this season. Rhodes, again, last year's champion, kind of been pretty quiet most of the season. Now it's the playoffs, so maybe things will start to come to life a little more for him, but I haven't seen it yet, so I'm going to ride the hot hand and go with Stuart Friesen over Ben Rhodes at minus 110. It pains me to go against my favorite Canadian. It really does. This this bet brings me no joy, and I know that we always say that we want to root for our bets, I would not be heartbroken if this one lost, but I'm going to go play by my set of numbers because I love, and, and again, it's Matthew Barry who said to me, you can take two different sets of statistics and just make them into your own how you want to tell the story. Well, this is how it is because Cody told the absolute truth, a truth here as well. Rhodes finished fifth in Martinsville. We'll go back to the short tracks this season. Rhodes finished fifth in Martinsville. He won Bristol, 10th in Knoxville, second in Lucas Oil. Friesen, 13th in Martinsville, 11 at Bristol, fifth in Knoxville. He did catch him there, fourth in Lucas Oil. Uh, last year in this race, it was Rhodes. I'm sorry. Uh, Rhodes was seventh in 2021. Friesen was 13th. In 2020, Rhodes was third in this race. Friesen was 10th. So... The numbers bear for Rhodes on this short track configuration in these situations. He's beaten him head-to-head more than he hasn't. And yes, I know that Rhodes did not have the better truck and and freeze. But here's the thing. At the end, it doesn't matter if you have the best truck. It matters where you put it. So they made a call. They got lucky. And they got up front. Nothing is stopping them from doing that again this week at Richmond. And again, with Rhodes running as well as he does on short tracks, uh, and and especially this season on short tracks, then I'm giving the nod to Rhodes here at minus 125. Not happy about it, but I read the numbers, I read the tea leaves, and I got to take Rhodes in this situation. So there you go. You got either each of our sides. You decide who who convinced you better, and uh, best of luck to you. <laughs> <laughs> I tripped because I was scared to go against you, man. <laughs> I was like, no.
Hey, uh, you're, you're the one coming off the 25 to 1 winner. It might be smart to listen to you, you know? I don't know. We'll see. We'll see we'll next see. week. <laughs> <laughs> we'll revisit this. Don't worry. Yeah, we will. Uh, all right. Go ahead and hit us yeah, with your next Next bet. up for me, Zane Smith and John Hunter Nemechek are matched up here. The John Hunter Nemechek side of things is minus 140. The Zane Smith side of thing is, is plus 110. I'm going to take the plus money. It's plus 110. These guys are extremely close. As far as odds, um, I, John Hunter is plus 300 to win this race, which is insane. Uh, and Smith, Zane Smith is plus 400. So they're the top two favorites. They're very, very short odds. They're both supposed to be good, but they're supposed to be pretty close. And there's a pretty big gap difference here in the juice. You, you're laying minus 140 on one side of it. You're getting plus 110 on the other side. So I'm going to take Zane Smith, the plus 110. Um, Smith has actually won the head to head in six of the last seven races. Again, a lot of the stuff that I, I base it on is recent trends and not always. And again, you can use any statistics to, to prove, to move, move it the way you want to, like Rod was just saying, but lately he's been better. The only time that John Hunter beat, uh, yeah, beat Zane Smith in the last seven races was at Pocono. Zane Smith had issues. He was kind of out of the mix early. They had troubles all day and just limped into a finish. Um, but in the other six races where they both, you know, were in it, Zane Smith has beat him six of those seven. So again, with two guys that are so close in odds, again, John Hunter's been good here. He's won here before. I'm not going to be shocked if he comes out, leads every lap, wins the race, and Zane Smith finishes second. But when their odds are so close and they're so evenly matched. And I would argue Zane Smith has had the better season so far with John Hunter. He's the big name. He's the former cup guy. He's in the, in the Kyle Busch truck, all of that. So that, that kind of weighs, you know, gives him more weight, but Zane Smith has been just as good, if not better. And with him being this close, when it's so juiced up on one side and you're getting plus money on the other side, it's more of a value play than anything. So I'm going to take the Zane Smith side of things at, at the plus plus one ten. I can't fault you for taking the points leader, the regular season points leader, over John Hunter. You may check. You're right. John Hunter's the sexy name. John Hunter's the one that everybody flocks to. But even now, Zane Smith is still ahead of John Hunter. You check in total points uh, heading into the playoffs. Uh, Zane Smith is third. John Hunter is fifth. Or I'm sorry, sixth. So, yeah, I mean, Zane Smith has been consistently better John Hunter, we we keep saying that, yeah, he's John Hunter Nemechek. Yeah, he's going to win. Yeah, he won last time. But, again, it's just a matter of who's hot now. And <laughs> we can we can take statistics. We can switch them however we want. But uh, at the end of the day, I do agree. In fact, I was going to lay a lot more bets on Zane Smith. Um, I just didn't feel like I could find the right ones that I wanted But you, because you grabbed the one that I wanted. So I think we're in. Uh, He's tough. I mean, some of these really top guys are tough this week. They're such short odds. John Hunter at three to one. He's not been consistent enough this season. And that's another thing. I mean, when you got two guys that are this close and it's, it's really a flip of the coin who finishes, they'll probably be, you know, right next to each other at the end of the race. One's going to finish first. One's going to finish second. One's going to finish fourth. One's going to finish fifth. Like good chance. They're that close. If one of them, you know, has a problem, well, you laid the juice on Zane Smith, so if you lose it, it sucks. But you, you know, you were getting the juice. If you, you know, if uh, John Hunter has an issue, then you're going to cash the plus money bet right away. So, 
again, uh, there just seems to be a lot more value in that side of it. Well, yeah, I mean, I agree with you. And, and, and that's kind of where I'm at with this bet, too, this next one I'm making. Uh, and I'm giving you Chandler Smith over Carson Hosevar at minus 125. You'll notice a theme, a couple of themes in my bets this weekend. One, they pain me because I, I you know, we both love Carson Hosevar in this truck series. We love Carson Hosevar in the Xfinity series. We just love Carson Hosevar, and it pains me to make a bet against him. So, but I'm doing it because, once again, the numbers bear out. And what numbers? Well, this is the second trend that you're going to notice. I'm taking all the short tracks this season, and I'm trying to, uh, to see where they were in comparison as they've run the short tracks. Because, again, yes, we're, we're talking about hot recently, but we're also looking back at what they've done on short tracks this season because they've run enough of them to get themselves some sort of resume. And right now, I've got uh, Chandler Smith was 6th at Martinsville, 19th at Bristol, 13th at Knoxville, and 18th in Indy. Doesn't scream fantastic to you, but Hosevar, 17th at Martinsville. Yeah, he got 2nd at Bristol, but he had 35th in Knoxville and 21st at IRP. So uh, an even rougher go for uh, Carson Hosevar on the short tracks. Look back at what they've done in the last couple of seasons here on this racetrack. Chandler Smith had a 12th place finish in 2020. Fourth place in 2021. Josevar had a 22nd finish in 2020 and a 12th place in 2021. Again, not to knock not Josevar because you know we love him. We know he we love him. But unfortunately, Chandler Smith has had the better run of it over the last uh, season on these short tracks. Yeah, uh, as much as I love Josevar, I agree with you on this one. Smith has been better lately, more consistent. Um, him and his wife just had a baby during the off weeks. So if you hear one of those people that leans into those narrative things that we see all the freaking time, the whole story is about, oh, they just had a baby. Oh, now they're in victory lane with the new baby <laughs> and all this stuff. He's seven to one to win. I don't think either of us have him winning this weekend, but something to keep an eye on because we've seen that story time and time again. Um, but yeah, Chandler Smith has proven himself on short tracks this year. Agree with you. He's very hot, hot lately here, uh, winning just a couple of races ago. So I, I as much as I love Hosevar and it, it pains me to bet against him, I agree with you on this one, and uh, I'll ride with you there. Sweet. Yeah. I mean, again, it doesn't it doesn't make me feel good to suggest it, and it really certainly won't make me feel good to lay it. But whatever, you got to do what you got to do, right? We're we're not here to play favorites. We're here to cash tickets, right? Exactly. Um, okay, uh, Stuart Friesen, top five, plus 130. I feel like there's decent value here. Six of the last nine races, he's finished in the top five. Uh, he was fourth the last race out at IRP. Again, a fairly similar track to this one. Love Stuart Friesen this weekend. Uh, big on him. I feel like he's going to have a great run. I did not take him as my race winner, but I feel like he can be in the top five. I feel like he can finish better than, than uh, Ben Rhodes. So, Top five for Friesen at plus 130. Yep. Well, I mean, I, I'm I'm okay with Friesen finishing in the top five so long as Ben Rhodes finished fourth. Then <laughs> then we're okay. Uh, or third or second or win. I mean, maybe not wins because I ain't big to win either. But, uh, yeah, I, I would be okay with that. So, I, I, again, I don't take joy in rooting against my favorite Canadian. Like, I want him to do well. So, a top five for him would make me happy as long as Ben Rhodes comes in fourth and we're all good. So <laughs> we'll see about that. Uh, well, okay. So somebody else that I want to finish inside the top five is Ty Majeski. 
You know we love us some time Majeski on this show as well. We have a lot of favorite truck drivers, Cody. Surprisingly <laughs> enough, we like a lot of these truckers. Yeah, there, we do. And there's some there's some really good young personalities, young good drivers. So it's fun to root for these guys in this series and. Yeah, I guess we've gravitated towards quite a few of them. Yeah, we have. Well, Ty Majeski's one of them, and his top five odds, not plus money, because this is actually a good bet, to be honest with you. It's it's minus 110, so it's, you know, in the realm of, of a normal size bet. But, again, this one has a very great, great chance of, of cashing, too. Uh, look, on this, the first time on this, uh, this, he's, this will be the first time. <sighs> uh, okay, guys, listen, my kid's, went back to school today so if i seem quite disheveled it's because i've dealt with traffic i've dealt with uh loads of of paperwork for the wife to fill out it's just it's been crazy so huh, I, I wrote these notes out and now i'm reading them back to myself anyways <laughs> this will be the first time that he's been in the trucks on this track and in fact he uh was once upon a time in the xfinity car the number 60 roush car here in 2018 he crashed out after 145 laps, so not a fantastic track history here for him. But you look at what he's done so far this season. Seven top fives this season. He's right around the top of the list as far as top fives in this series this season. Three top fives in a row where he was third in Sonoma, fourth in Knoxville, which is, of course, a short track, and then fourth in Nashville. Other short track finishes this year include an eighth place at IRP, 11th at Martinsville, Unfortunately, a 21st at Bristol. But, again, you know, we talk about doing well recently. Ty Majeski is, has continued to be on the rise. He's a, a fantastic driver and a top five for him. Even the bookmakers are considering this at minus 110. Some of the shorter odds as a top 10 as well. So, um, yeah, give me Ty Majeski as a top five driver this weekend. I love this bet because uh, you're going to finish in the top five when you win the race which is what my next bet is uh, Ty Majeski eight to one to win this race. He is the sixth favorite driver to win this race. Again, there's just no value at the top of the board. Zane Smith, John Hunter Nemechek, you know, they're at four to one, three to one. Yes. We could see either of these guys lead a ton of laps, win this race. Nobody would be surprised by that with the way we've seen these truck races go, especially lately, the way we've seen these guys get aggressive, these late race restarts and stuff. You got to look for a little value ton of value in Majeski at 8-1 to win this race. He should have won the last race at IRP. If you remember, towards the end of the race, he was absolutely obliterating the field, running away from it. A late caution, he pits. Other guys don't pit. He got shoved it back, ends up only finishing eighth, but he had the best truck on the day. He was dominating the last part of the race, and had there not been a caution, would have easily cruised to victory. He's so close to getting that first win. We've talked about it for a few weeks now. This is the week. Ty Majeski is going to get his first week, first win this weekend, and you're going to cash eight to one. You're going to cash him top five. So love both of these bets and uh, all aboard the Ty Majeski train this week. Yeah, I can't hate it. All, all of my research pointed toward having Majeski as one of the top bets to win as well. So, you know, not surprising when I opened up the dock and saw you had him in there. So I was like, okay, good. I don't gotta, I don't gotta make another case for him because. He's fantastic, and I think he's going to be fantastic as well. Uh, but if he does not win, I will offer you Grant Enfinger at 12, plus 1,200, 12-1 for Enfinger to win. Uh, and, and look, I also don't hate if you want to put something on a top three for him at plus 300 or even a top five at plus 120. 
We always tell you that these winner bets that we give you are also good bets at some of the lower ends of the spectrum. And Endfinger is even better than some of the other guys at top fives and top tens and top threes because Endfinger's at plus money on all of this and, and pretty decent odds to grab a top three or a top five. Why? Well, he won the last race at Lucas Oil, right? He's coming fresh off of a win. Look back at what he's done at these other short tracks. He had an eighth place in Knoxville, eighth place in Bristol. Eighth place in in Martinsville, eighth, right? So if you find a top ten bet on him too, you might want to grab that. Three eighth place finishes at three short tracks. Uh, when he finally broke through for the win last week, but wait, Cody, there's more. Last season, where do you think he finished at, at this race? Uh, I don't know about last season. I think he won it two years ago, though. Oh, I know that part. Yeah, he or did, did he win last. Season? No, he did. No, he won two seasons ago. You're absolutely yes. correct. Thank you for stealing that. that no, oh, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Sorry. No, no, no. Last season, I'm going to guess eighth. Ah, he finished eighth. <laughs> oh, here. there we go. I wasn't, I wasn't picking up on your cue right there. <laughs> it's been a long day for everybody, but yes. You threw me off because I already had the nugget of him winning two years ago. <laughs> that comes into play on my next bet, too. So. Well, there you go. See, that's what I'm saying. So, yes, he won here. He won here in 2020, but he finished eighth last season in this truck race. So, look, I don't know if you're superstitious, but that's four eighth-place finishes in the vicinity of a few short track races. So, uh, anyways, I, he broke through last week to win at IRP, or last race, rather, to win at IRP. I think he's got a good chance to do it again. He's running up front. It's Grant Enfinger. We talked about him a few weeks ago as just being one of those drivers that you love, one of those drivers that you, you think every week is going to win. He did last week. I think he's got a strong chance to do it again. And 12 to 1 is pretty good value for that, too. Yeah, absolutely. 12 to 1 for the guy that just won last race is amazing. And we've seen it. We saw it last year in the Cup Series in the playoffs. You get into the playoffs, Denny Hamlin hadn't even won all season, and he wins the first race, then he wins the second race. Grant Enfinger has nothing to lose. If he goes and finishes last in this race, it doesn't matter. There's nothing to lose for him. He's locked into the next round of the playoffs because he won the last race. So they can do whatever they want. They can try crazy stuff. They can go crazy pit stops. They can do all this stuff and just go for the win because they don't care. It doesn't matter if they finish second. It They're just going for the win because they get more playoff points to carry on. They're already locked into the next round. So 12 to 1, a guy who just won on a similar track. The next When you get these similar tracks back to back, you even more have to – I like to look a lot at you know who's running hot right now, but when you're getting back-to-back tracks that are the same style, you definitely have to be in on a guy like this. At 12-1, to 1, absolutely love it. Um, I think there's great, great value there. Again, in a race where there's no value on these guys that are, are the favorites. Absolutely. Uh, all right. I know you got one more winner because, again, you like to sneak in all your long shots. Dude, so- I can't, you can't. What? <laughs> Matt Crafton, 50 to 1 to win this race. Okay, I understand the three time Truck Series champion who has been in the series a long ass time, done a great job. He's on one of the best teams, has had a rough season. Okay, it's not gone his way. He barely squeaked into the playoffs. Right now, he's below the cut line. He's in 10th place, but he's a guy that can get it done. Just two years ago, he finished second here, two grand end finger in 2020. Um, obviously, not a ton of track history. They've only been here twice in the relatively recent history. But he finished ninth at IRP this last race. So he was at least in the mix at the end. I don't remember exactly where he was running before that. I know 
things got shuffled up pretty good. They made a crew chief change this week, which means they've recognized, okay, this is not working. We need to change things. They're pulling the guy from Derek Krause's car and putting him on, on Matt Crafton's truck. Derek Krause did not make the playoffs, but he had an amazing season, especially for the equipment he's in and the driver that is in that car, truck, whatever it is. But Matt Crafton, 50 to 1. This is absolutely ridiculous. He's a playoff contender. There's only 10 of them, and he's at 50 to 1. That's just, it's, it's insane. It should not be priced that way. So, do I expect Crafton to come out, lead all the laps, and win the race? Probably not. Do I expect that he has a chance to win this race? Absolutely. He could easily have the best truck. He's on one of the best teams. He's proven it before. He's got the championships. He's gone long streaks without wins, and then all of a sudden comes out of nowhere, busts out a win, busts out a good run. Again, strategies and stuff we could see a lot of this week. The race could get messy if he's able to survive the attrition. There's just too many things that could go his way at 50 to 1 that you can't not bet on Matt Crafton to win this race. So Matt Crafton, 50 to 1. Again, we saw the ninth place guy in the playoff standings win last week. Why can't the 10th place guy do it this week? Why not us? Why not us? And 250 laps is a lot of laps to get caught in some crazy stuff. So absolutely, Matt Crafton. All right, get your pens and papers out. We're going to go over our truck bets for the weekend. Cody started off with our favorite Canadian, Friesen, over Rhodes at minus 110. I flipped the script and gave you Ben Rhodes over Stuart Friesen at minus 125. So we'll see where the head-to-head goes over that one. Uh, Cody gave you Zane Smith over John Hunter Nemechek at an, uh, just a crazy plus 110. I gave you Chandler Smith over Carson, Ho- Carson Hosevar, say at name three times fast, at minus 125. And then Cody gave you Stuart Friesen as a top five at plus 130. I gave you Ty Majeski as a top five at minus 110. And then, of course, Cody gave you Ty Majeski to win at plus 800. I gave you Grant Enfinger to win at plus 1200. And then, of course, Cody with his long shot, Matt Crafton to win at plus 5,000. We go cup racing when we come back from the break, and we'll give you all of our favorite bets for the Federated Auto Parts 400 after this. Run Your Pool is the home of competition. It's bringing sports fans and their social circles together to compete, connect, and make every game matter more. Run Your Pool offers every game type under the sun from Pick'em and Survivor to Fantasy Pools. It's a one-stop shop for sports gaming with customizable features that you don't get anywhere else. Plus, we've teamed up with Run Your Pool to host a pool for our official SGPN NFL Survivor Contest. It's free to enter, as most everything is here on the SGPN, and you get some amazing prizes that are going to be announced very, very soon. Hop in now to reserve your spot. Get in over at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash survivor. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash survivor. Let's talk about Sleeper. It is the fastest growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. You probably already have a fantasy league on there. I do. Cody does. Most everybody on the SGP. In fact, I think everybody on the SGPN has themselves at least one or 16 leagues out there in Sleeper. I know I use it for mine. To include my Scott Fishbowl League as well. They just passed 4 million users and you're probably one of them. But now 
You could win on Sleeper by playing the new over-under game first. In any sport, choose two or more players that you like. Pick the over or the under. If you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two times to over 20 times the money that you put in. And with the NFL season right around the corner, Sleeper is the first sports contest game built into the fantasy experience. And the reason that I'm super excited about this and the main reason that I'm super excited about the over-under on Sleeper, it's the only app where I can join my buddy's contest so we can all play together. It's got a built-in group chat where I can see and copy my friend's picks with the tap of a button. It's insanely fun to write it out together. So stop whatever you're doing right now. I'm giving you a second to stop. Go download that Sleeper app now. Play the over-under game. Have fun with your friends. Make some money on your mobile phone. You can join our listener group over at Sleeper at sleeper.com slash SGP. Sleeper's going to automatically match your first deposit up to $100. What are you waiting for? Go to sleeper.com slash SGP. You'll get a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. There is much fun to be had as well as we watch our favorite cup drivers roam around this Richmond track for 400 just I mean look this is going to be another fantastic race as it was in the spring where it came down to uh, two fantastic drivers Denny Hamlin Kevin Harvick fighting it out half a second difference between the winners here in last or this spring's uh, a race Kevin thought he was going to get it. Kevin was hoping he was going to get it. Denny pulled it out. And the fade Denny train sort of uh, went by the wayside after that. But anyways, this is a whole new thing. And once again, we're going to probably see Denny Hamlin and Kevin Harvick factor in to this race as they did last week. So, yeah, man, uh, I'm looking forward to this one very much so. And we've got a lot of great bets actually laid out in front of us for this. So, Hopefully we're in for another fantastically cashing uh, weekend, and uh, yeah, I mean Cody, let's let's lead off with your bets for the Federated Auto Parts 400. Yeah, a couple quick notes about this race. So we talked about the whole points situation, the playoff standings, and all of that. Chase Elliott currently has a 119 point lead over Ryan Blaney, who's in second. Um, it, if he leaves Richmond with a 120 point lead or more over Ryan Blaney, he is the regular season champion all he has to do is start the last two races of the season doesn't matter where he finishes he will be the regular season champion so he's got a legit shot to do that and uh, that is definitely something to note especially where it's come down to the end the last few years uh in this system that's been different so uh just yeah that's crazy and then again 15 winners there's only 16 playoff spots so right now ryan blaney is in second place in the regular season point standings He'll be in. If there's another different winner, he is out unless he catches and somehow passes Chase Elliott, which is very, very unlikely, obviously, at this point. So, uh, I mean, and then Martin Tricks Jr. currently is in fourth place, just 19 points behind Blaney, and he's out of the playoffs. He, he will not make the playoffs as things stand right now. So a lot of pressure on those two guys. Uh, Truex, one of the favorited drivers to win this race. Um, we'll see. I, I do like Toyota this week. I, I think that this has always been one of their tracks. We talked about it kind of with the guys who have won here in the past. He is him and Denny Hamlin are tied six to one as the favorites. Um, and actually the top four drivers to win this are all Toyotas. Oh, we'll see. Uh, Martin Truex. I, I don't know if he, he's got it in him anymore, but we saw it with Kevin Harvick last week. So maybe it'll happen. Anyways, 
On to my first bet, uh, Kevin Harvick, speaking of. <laughs> I'm going to roll with him over William Byron. This is at minus 120. Again, uh, these guys finished close together in the previous Richmond race. I know Harvick finished second. I think Byron was third, actually. Um, so, so they finished close together, but lately Harvick ha has had the best of Byron. Sixth of the last eight races, he's beat him in the head-to-head. -head. Um, Byron, one of the best starts to the season out of all, all these guys we saw. And, yeah, he was third in the race here before, and that was kind of when he was on his roll. He was the first driver to two wins. But lately, we've not heard from him. He's not been running up front. We haven't seen him much. Kevin Harvick has been the opposite. He's been consistent all season. We've talked about it every week. Top 10 driver, top five driver. You can almost just bet on it. <laughs> but uh <laughs> sorry dad joke can't help myself um but we've not seen that with william byron now harvick's coming off a win he's got all the confidence in the world you know they're flying high everybody doubted us according to brad doherty nobody believed in us even though we believed in him but uh yeah so so again just recency bias six of the last eight it's been harvick over byron at minus 120 i'm gonna just continue to ride that train because I know Harvick's going to be top five, top 10. And Byron has not been top five or top 10 for quite a few weeks. He's actually not finished in the top 10 in the last four weeks. We'll so. get back to Harvick in a little bit. I, we, we, we will get back. I promise you that we are going to get back to <laughs> Harvick in a little bit. But I want to I pile on uh, Byron as well. And, and my first bet was Bubba Wallace over William Byron at minus 110. I mean, look, we talk about short track performances we talk about all kinds of stuff but really for this bet you got to just look at the last five races for both of these drivers right you had alluded to it earlier where william byron is not he, he was third at this last or in the spring but he was on a hot streak a couple of wins up to that point really running well and up front but the last five races for byron 12th at michigan 31st at indy 12th at pocono 11th in loudon 30th in atlanta those are not fantastic numbers for a guy that's got two wins on the season heading into the playoffs. Flip side, you look at Bubba Wallace, the last five for Bubba. Second in Michigan, fifth in Indy, eighth at Pocono, third at Loudoun, 14th in Atlanta. I mean, that was that was outside of the top 10, but boy, he was building steam at that point and, and not quite literally on the track that was the fast super speedway is where he started to gain some momentum. And he's only gotten better as the weeks have gone on. So you're telling me that this guy who just finished second and, and now, like you had said, Cody, a couple of weeks ago, he's getting all the attention from that 2311 race team because Kurt Busch, I haven't seen if he's going to race this week. I don't think he's going to race this week again, is he? We, they sounded hopeful last weekend, but they sounded hopeful the week before too. That's all up in the air. We've not officially heard anything as of recording this Tuesday night. Um, so just keep an eye out. I mean, we'll post it in the Discord and stuff as soon as we find out. Hopefully we'll know by the time we do our DFS show so we can talk about it. But I've not seen anything. Again, we've seen this before. Dale Earnhardt Jr., Casey Kane, unfortunately, great, great drivers in the sport. And this thing has really haunted them and ruined their seasons. Hopefully that's not the case with Kurt, but with already missing three races, it's, it's definitely not looked good. So who knows if he'll be in or not. But Again, even if he is in, to your point, all the focus still going to Bubba Wallace because if he is in the race, he's pretty much locked into the playoffs. I guess he's the most bubbled driver if there is two more winners. But 
he's he's fairly he's in the playoffs securely right now. Bubba's not, so so he's going to get Bubba is going to get the attention. Yeah, and and again, you look at the what happened in the spring here. Bubba did not have a great day. He finished twenty six, but the momentum was not on his side. I mean, now momentum's on his side. Now he's starting to feel good. Now he's starting to put in good finishes. They both made eight eight starts on this track. Have Wallace and Byron. Wallace's average finish twenty five point one. Byron fourteen point nine. Not that far off nine nine spots really in the grand scheme of things. But again, you talk about momentum. You talk about where Bubba's at. You talk about where his head's at right now. He ate that second place, man. I, we talked about it at the at the recap show. I don't think he needed to be that hard on himself for finishing second. I I know I know Ricky Bobby says if he ain't first, you're last. But look, you know even his dad said there's second, the third, hell, there's even fifth. Like it's it's okay, Bubba. You can come in second place every once in a while, especially on a team like that and on a run that you're on. So I like him to to beat. William Byron this week, because a lot of people have over the last few weeks, at minus 110. Yeah, and looking at this one, I I really like this head-to-head. Because if you go back, a lot of people are, all they're going to do is look back at Richmond in the spring, and they're going to go, William Byron led 124 laps. He finished in third place. Denny, or Bubba Wallace was nowhere close. So, of course, I'm going to take uh, Byron. But to look at the whole picture, Byron wins at Atlanta. Then you have a road course in there. Then he's second at Richmond. Then he wins at Martinsville. He's just on a tear at that point. Lately, he's been very quiet. We've not heard from him. Hendrick overall has struggled outside of Chase Elliott. We've not heard from Alex Bowman. Is he still racing? I have no idea. Kyle Larson's been up and down. Elliott's been pretty consistent. But with Byron as well, not been there. So, yes, looking back at the spring race, you would say, why wouldn't I take Byron? But... Again, that was in the spring. They were still learning these cars. Things were getting figured out. Now we're further on down the road, and I guess this is going to be a true test of how much does when they were at the track before pay off. But I think you you cannot ignore the momentum, the things these teams have learned, the improvements, or the falling behind of teams like Byron's. And, And I think that just the way that I look at it and obviously the way you look at it, we're going to lean much more into what's been going on lately and how things have been going, whereas a lot of people are just going to look back and be like, 124 laps, he finished third. Why would I not take this? But I don't think that that equates as much as how they've been running lately, how the program's been going. We've seen it week in and week out. Again, back to the Chase Elliott thing. We've seen it. They were good weeks and weeks and weeks in a row. Chastain at one point, weeks and weeks and weeks in a row. Byron back in the spring, weeks and weeks and weeks in a row. But you got to figure out when they're on those weeks, when they're off those. And right now, it's not in Byron's favor, and it's hugely in Bubba's favor. And, and you know, let's not gloss over the fact, too, and, and, I, and I did that because I was going to bring this up, and I just completely lost it in, in thought, but all of these tracks have been different. You know, you talk about Atlanta, where we reconfigured the super speedway the mile and a half. Then you go to Loudoun, that's a that's a mile track. Then you go to Pocono with its three corners. Indy is a road course. Michigan is a two-mile gigantic track. Like, Bubba's been tearing it up no matter what kind of track he's on. So to go to a short track now with this kind of momentum, I mean, we're beating a dead horse at this point, but we're just telling you to take Bubba Wallace in this matchup. And hell, I don't mind if you sprinkle a bunch of stuff on him for a top five or, you know, a top 10. And again, we just talked about Toyotas are going to be good here. They're expected to be good here. He was the best Toyota last weekend. Well, second best because Denny Hamlin, I think was better, but he, he finished second. He was on the pole. He was fast all weekend. 
They've got their stuff figured out at 23-11. He's getting all the focus. He's going to continue to get all the focus. So I, I think it's a no-brainer bet to take the Bubba side of it. Outstanding. All right. Uh, I, I told you we're getting back to uh, to Harvick, so let's go ahead and get back to Harvick, shall we? Okay. I What? What, what, what is going on with this bet? So they have Kevin Harvick and Denny Hamlin in a head-to-head. Okay, and I, to be honest with you, I like Denny Hamlin this week. I think he's going to be good. I was extremely close to picking him to win, which if you followed the show, that's hard for me to do. Now, I did not choose for him to win. Will I be surprised if he sits on the pole, leads every lap, wins this race? Absolutely not. I can totally see it coming. But he's head-to-head matched up with Kevin, Har- with Kevin Harvick and the Denny Hamlin side of things is juiced up to two fit minus two fifty five, and the Kevin Harvick side of it is plus two fifteen. This is just pure value. That's it. I, I write notes on all these bets, and it just says what with a question mark and value. <laughs> That's the only two things I wrote. I have no other analysis. They finished first and second in the spring, so they were pretty freaking close at that point. Denny Hamlin, yes, things could go his way. He could have the best car. He's had 31 pit road penalties leading the league this year of all of the teams. He has 31 pit road penalties. He's just constantly shot himself in the foot time and time again. We've seen him have bad finishes. Harvick has not had that. He's wrecked a few times here and there, but he's a very clean driver. He doesn't make mistakes. He doesn't get caught speeding. He, you know They know what they're doing. Again, the momentum they're coming off of, he almost won here in the spring. They should be close together. And close enough that it shouldn't be minus 255 and plus 215. This is extremely misplaced. Again, don't put the 401k on it because it is juice to Hamlin's side. It, if I was making this, it would be juice to Hamlin's side, but not this much. And it's it's just ridiculous value. And I told myself this week I was not betting against Hamlin. I think he's going to be very good here. They've looked good the last few weeks. They're kind of getting in a roll. But with the value here, I just I cannot pass it up. A plus 215 on a head-to-head is ridiculous anyways. But when it's two guys that are close enough that it shouldn't be that way. And, and really, Harvick has outfinished Hamlin more times than he hasn't this season. So, again, it's just clear case of value here with Kevin Harvick over Denny Hamlin at plus 215. Well, I'm just going to go ahead and jump ahead. I, w- I was going to give another bet before, but since we're on Harvick, I'll just go ahead and give mine my next one because I have Harvick to win Group C at plus 240. Who else is in Group C? Well, Joey Logano, Tyler Reddick, and Bubba Wallace. I know I just laid out a case for Bubba Wallace to be a fantastic finisher, but give me the guy that finished a half a second behind Denny Hamlin in the spring before... He got on the run that he was on. Like, this was bad luck, Harvick, in the beginning of the season. And this almost turned his entire season around, a half a second away from turning his season around completely. Because if he wins, then he's in the playoffs, right? And then he could take a lot more chances. He was dogging and fighting to get into the playoffs up until last week. Changed his whole season. So, Hamlin finished first. Harvick finished second. I I have a feeling that Harvick will outperform Logano again this week. We've seen Logano run well. And then just drop off. Something happens. Penalty. Just the car fell off. In fact, last week the car fell off for him altogether. Like he just had a good car and then not. It was I don't even I don't even know what happened to be honest with you. I was like, oh look, Logano's up front, and then he just wasn't. So that happened. Tyler Reddick. We just talked about his bad luck all season long. He finally broke it. Finally got a win. 
but then fell back into bad luck. So, you know, the trend continues for him. And then Bubba Wallace, he's going to run strong. I think he's going to be a top five car, could even be a top three car. But I think Harvick is, is if the guy that I'd pick to win, I couldn't in good conscience give you Kevin Harvick twice in a row. I want to. I may even still. It, the night's yeah. still young. He's got, he's got good value this week, Rod. He's got fantastic We talked this about week. this last week. I know. Just go at it. Go I know. At it. Add it in there and cover it later. But <laughs> And just more on the Harvick point. So I've obviously been pretty vocal earlier in the season about I didn't think he was going to win anymore. I didn't really think he had it. But we've talked about all season his top fives, his top tens, how consistent he is. And many times we bet on him in that way. Again, obviously Rod hit the 25 to 1 last week with Harvick winning. Huge hit, and that's awesome. Um, but we've seen it from them. They can still get it done. They have that confidence now. He's the kind of guy that, you know, he was thinking, I, you know, these people are doubting me. I can still do this. I'm going to show them I can still do this. And he did. They came out. They showed it. They can get it done. And, and even if he doesn't win this weekend, he could still finish above all these guys very easily. He can have a great run. And, again, last year, Denny Hamlin – I think he had won six or seven races in 2019, 2020. And, and then in 2021, he didn't win during the regular season. We get to the playoffs. He wins two races back to back in a row, just like that. And people were questioning, is he getting, you know, is he, has he reached that point? Has he gone over? And then we saw it. He just put it together. He made it all the way to the final four by just putting together a great runs throughout the playoff. So Harvick again, the closer nickname. He's there when it matters. He's there when it counts. It matters now. It counts now. He's gotten the monkey off the back of getting back to victory lane after 65 races, whatever it was. He just showed us two years ago he could win nine races in a season. We're not that far removed from that. So, again, this one you don't even need him to win. You just need him to beat a couple of guys, and that's very doable. But I would not be surprised if we all of a sudden see Kevin Harvick in the mix every week again. I, I – as much as I was off of him earlier this season, and I'm glad you talked me onto him last week because that was a nice ticket to cash. But I'm I'm much more on the Harvick. I've been on the Harvick train a lot. We've talked about him for, in the DFS shows a ton. Talked about him in head to heads, top fives, top ten, stuff like that. But I'm a lot more on the Harvick train than I was before. So I fully back this bet and, and love it. My work is done. <laughs> uh, all right, let's lay out your next bet. Okay, next up. Kyle Busch over Martin Truex Jr. This uh, plus 100, again, plus money. I get it. Truex, I guess, has run more consistently. He's one of those guys that's like eighth place every week, and you just forget he's in the race because he's retired. Now he is the favorite to win this race. Kyle Busch is up there. He's the third favorite to win the race. So, again, back to the Zane Smith, John Hunter, Nemechek bet earlier. Back to the Harvick over Hamlin bet. Like, there's just value in some of these plus monies. There, these two guys are so close. Why is Kyle Busch the guy that that's juiced up at, at plus a hundred? I, I don't really understand that. So, if you're giving me two guys in the same equipment from the same teams, and Kyle Busch finished second two races ago, three races ago at, at Pocono. Again, he was disqualified and stuff, but he's looked good lately. He didn't get a chance to show us what he looked like last week. He was wrecked out on lap 25, but he started near the front. They looked fast. Toyota's going to be good this week. I expect Kyle Busch to be good. I'm going to talk about that more here in a minute. Spoiler alert. But so again, two guys that, that should be very close together. They're both almost equal odds to win this race. You shouldn't be getting plus 100 on 
one side of the matchup. It should be minus money on both sides, I think. So again, shooting for the value here, plus money, Kyle Busch, plus 100 to finish over Martin Truex Jr. You got a pissed off Kyle Busch. He's a dangerous it, man. Yes, thank you. You reminded me. Again, still no news on where this guy's going to finish. He gets wrecked early last week as a fucking Rick Ware car again. Just in the way like a fucking rock in the middle of the track. Like, what are we doing? But he's pissed off about that. He doesn't have a contract. There's all these rumors. Maybe this is the week Gene Haas is there and signs him. I don't know. But he's got he's got something to prove. And again, if you want to piss one driver off and stay out of their way, it's Kyle Bush more than anyone. So I mean, we we kind of talked about that as being sort of a, a distraction for him, and it is. It is, but look, there's a point where distraction becomes motivation, and and we may last week we may have seen that point. We may have seen where now it goes from being a distraction to a motivator, and and for Kyle Busch, a guy like him, like you said, if you get him pissed off to the point where he's motivated to kill everybody, I mean on the track, by the way, uh, then that's a great that's a great motivator for him. So yeah, I, I definitely like that as well. Um, all right, I'm going to give you as a head-to-head Ryan Blaney over Ross Chastain. And you may say to yourself, how absolutely crazy are you, Rod? Because Ross Chastain is one of your favorite drivers and, and Cody is the Ryan Blaney's corner. But today, today, I am the one uh, heading the Ryan Blaney train. I'm not going to give the harp because that's all Cody. Uh, but look, yeah, you could save the heart for later. I'll save that. Yeah, I'll save the heart for later. Uh, look, Ryan Blaney over Ross Chastain here. Blaney, like Cody had talked about earlier, led 128 laps here in the spring, right? Most laps still finished in third place uh, for that race. Um, not third place. I'm sorry. He finished seventh in that race. Uh, unfortunately, he, he kind of got the raw end of it. But again, led 128 laps. Still a damn good run for Ryan Blaney. And look, both of these drivers, and again, I'm not asking him to to win for this this bet rather, but these guys have had a rough stretch, right? For Chastain, 24th at Michigan, 27th at Indy, 32nd at Pocono. Last three for Blaney though, a little better in Michigan, 5th place, but before that, 26th in Indy, 33rd in Pocono. These guys finish around each other almost every single week, which is why these bookmakers are really fantastic at this, uh, except for last week where Blaney finally put it together in Pocono. Now, look, I understand that Indy was a really rough go for for Blaney because obviously he had a good car at the end, could have been a top five car, maybe could have won, depending on what shook out. Fortunately, he got wrecked, and we never did get to see it. So maybe that's a couple of weeks in a row that Blaney's put a good car out there and uh, his Ford could be really fast in this Richmond race. He could once again lead a lot of laps. Maybe he could find that magic that he found. The track setup, we talked a lot about earlier in the season, being on tracks that you don't know anything about. Well, now we're back on a track that we do know something about. They have notes. They've got the, the notes to compare what they did earlier in the spring, what worked for them. And something that worked well for Blaney was getting around that track in first place. So uh, I think he has the potential to do it again. And I feel like he's pissed off as well. I mean, he, he's not very thrilled. Even after a fifth place in Mesh, in Michigan, he, he wished he could have had more. He felt like he should have had more. So, um, yeah, I like Ryan Blaney over Ross Chastain at minus 110 here in this bet. Yeah, agreed. I really like this one as well. Um, 
I'll get more on the Blaney side here in a few minutes, but the Chastain things, again, he's cooled off a lot. He's got a lot of enemies. It's a short track. It is so much easier to wreck someone and make it not look so intentional on a short track. And guys like Denny Hamlin a couple weeks ago proved he can do it without really making it. We all knew what he was doing, but it was just a racing incident. He's got a lot of enemies in the field, a lot of guys that do not like him. Nobody's going to cut him a break. We saw last week he's scared to race against these guys. Him and Denny Hamlin got side by side, and the announcers even said you could tell Chastain just let off of it and let Denny Hamlin go because he didn't want to race him. When it's getting to that point, how can you back Chastain on anything? I, 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 I can't. I mean, if we get a late race restart, they're going to be all bunched up close together. Nobody's giving him room. Nobody's giving him space. And if they can give him the bumper on the restart, they're going to move him out of the way because nobody in the field likes him. It's hard to bet on a guy like that. So I like betting a lot of people against him at this point until we get to a point where he's proven that he's one of the top cars again and stuff and maybe heal some of these relationships. But a lot of people don't like him. He's not getting anything given to him. That just makes it that much harder for him to win any of these head-to-heads. So I am not for betting him in anything, really. And I sort of considered him because I think he's 12-1 to 1 to win this week. Um, yeah, he's 12-1, to 1, and I was just like, I, I can't do it because – Again, we, you know, everything I just laid out, basically. But <laughs> You're yeah. like, I rest my case, Your Honor. I, yes, I rest my case. Gosh. I just told you why. <laughs> right, uh, moving on to my next bet. Ford to win this race, plus 430. Now, we, we've talked about uh, Toyota is probably going to be the best here. We expect them to be good. But... We saw this last just last week. We hit the same bet at plus 450, I think it was, or whatever. Like, why? You got Toyota at minus 120, Chevy's at plus 160. Just not much value there, even though Toyota should be the best. Chevy's got Chastain's, the Suarez, the Elliott's, the Larson's, all these guys. But the Ford camp still has Kevin Harvick, Ryan Blaney, a guy like Brad Keselowski, if they can figure their stuff out, there's plenty of guys. Joey Logano's had success here. There's plenty of guys that have been good enough and, and can win on a week to week basis, even though Ford hasn't quite been up to par, although they still won last week. There's just too much value in such a lopsided. Uh, again, why are they plus four fifty when I, I don't, I wouldn't, say that they're much worse than Chevy is other than Chase Elliott, maybe Kyle Larson. I mean, you don't have a ton of Chevys that are going to be that good. And there's only six Toyotas. So again, you know, I would not be surprised obviously if, if either of those manufacturers win, but the value is there at four to one, four and a, you know, yeah, four and a half to one or yeah, basically on, on Ford to win this race. So we hit it last week. I'm just going to ride it again this week because there's plenty of guys that can do it, and the value is there. Absolutely. I mean, and I love it because it kind of parlays into my next bet where uh, I found this one. I like it. I want to I wanna put something on it. It's, we're going to get a 16th winner this season, uh, and the yes is at plus 170. So plus money for yes on a 16th winner. Cody, I like it because your Ford bet gives us the likes of, like you said, 
Brad Keselowski. Hell, it gives us even Chris Busher if something weird happens. It gives us Almarola that hasn't won a race yet. It gives us Chase Briscoe. It gives us Ryan Blaney. It gives us, you know, all sorts of options for first-time winners as well. Uh, and, and a lot of them actually, you know, right, if Keselowski can figure something out, great. You know, Briscoe lucks himself into a win, a short track win. That can happen too. Uh, but I, I have a feeling that we are going to get a 16th uh, winner this season because the guy that I'm going to give you is actually the, the guy that hasn't won yet here at this track. So I'll make my case for that later. But this is a fun little way to sort of, if you can find a way to parlay this bet, I would do that as well. A 16th winner along with the winner that I'm going to give you uh, later on. That could, that could make for some pretty decent money as well. Um, but yeah, I, I like I said, I think there will be a 16th winner this season uh, at this track. I know that you had said earlier, Cody, it's probably a little difficult to do so. Um, but unfortunately, I just I feel like it's going to happen. So I wouldn't say it's difficult this season. Well, I'm sorry, this racetrack <laughs> yeah. is what. But no, I, I no, I, I'm just saying. I mean, yeah, more difficult than the other two tracks, but not difficult. I mean, it can happen. We've seen it, and that gives you a guy like Martin Trucks Jr who's one of the tied to be the favorite to win this race is lumped in there with all those other guys that could potentially get it as well. So plus money. Yeah. I, I like a little bit on this one. All right, let's jump into winners. Kyle Bush. I'm going to uh, jump on Kyle Bush this week. Plus 700. We've already talked about it. He's got the chip on his shoulder. He's got all the motivation in the world. Toyotas are going to be fast. He's been good here before. He's won at this track six times. He's got 13 top two finishes of this track. That's a lot. Now, again, past performance on tracks hasn't necessarily always worked, but it worked in our favor last week with Kevin Harvick with the Ford bets. We've seen it. He ran good here in the spring. He didn't win. Uh, he didn't lead a ton of laps, but he looked good anyways. His teammates were good. They were the dominant cars. So he can get it figured out. He's Kyle Busch. He can win anywhere, anytime. Seven to one. I feel like there's good enough value there. And I just think he's due. I think he's pissed off. And again, give me a pissed off Kyle Bush over anyone else in that garage. Yeah, it's gonna be tough to stop him. And and you know, again, they're gonna go back, they're gonna look at what happened if, as far as the pit's concerned, as far as where they put him back out on the track afterwards, getting you know, he, he hates it. He hates racing back in the back with those guys that are all sorts of, of just not used to racing around. Uh, the elite drivers of the sport, you know, these guys normally kind of eat up track, eat up laps and, and for Kyle Busch to get back in there. Yeah. He's not happy. And, and he's going to, he's going to take a lot of his crew uh, to task this week. And I have a feeling that we're going to see a completely different 18 car uh, out here at Richmond. So yeah, I like that. Um, all right. I'm going to go in with your Ford to win bet. And I'm going to give you Ryan Blaney at 12 to one, which also checks the bet, the box, of uh, the 16th winner this season as well. So Ryan Blaney, 12 to one, you know, we talked about him when we talked about him over Ross Chastain. He did lead a ton of laps here in the spring, 128. I, I just, I, I think he's close, right? And now time is running out. Time is, Cody just said it perfectly earlier in the, in the bets too, where he's, he's up there in points, but if the season were to end today, he's not in the playoffs. You know, well, but, he is. Well, he, okay. Just, if if the next, yeah, if the next, another person right. wins, he's not in the playoffs. That's not him. He's got to win. He's got to win because I think there will be a 16th winner by the time it's all said and done. I really do. We've seen some crazy stuff 
and over the next three races, it's gotten even more crunch time. So I think that 12 car wants to put him, well, they all want to get in victory lane. Who am I kidding? The hyperbole of it all. I think the 12 car wants to get into victory lane. Look, the 12 car needs Wow, surprising they want to win this race. No, <laughs> n- that never happens. No, they, they're happy with a top four finish. Uh, no, listen, it, when it comes down to it, Blaney's going to want to win, and he's going to need to win, and and the, the pressure is going to be on for the next three weeks as they watch other teams try to get out there and do the same. So I think they want it to be them, obviously, rather than anybody else. So this is a track that they've probably circled. We, we've said that before earlier in the season. A track that they've circled on their calendar because they let a lot of laps here earlier. Okay, what went wrong? Why didn't we win this race? What can we do this time with this same car to make sure that we win and are not seventh place after leading a ton of laps here? So I don't think that this has happened at all this season in our first year together, Rod. But we've come to the conclusion that we're on the same guy to win. With the streak we've been on, I'm just saying, if we're both on this guy, it must mean something. 12 to 1, Ryan Blaney. Yes, welcome to Ryan Blaney's corner (laughs) with myself, Cody Zeeb. But, man, 18 of 23 races, he's led laps. 18 of 23. He's been so consistent on the season. He's second place in the points. He just hasn't quite been able to get over the hump. Ford has struggled a little bit, but they're starting to figure things out. They won last week. We just talked about how they could win again. Again, Ford to win, plus 430. A 16th driver to win, plus 170. uh, Ryan Blaney to win, 12 to 1. You cash all of those just like that. I love this bet. I've been on, I, Ryan, I knew I was going to pick again. I talked about this last week. I was going to pick him going into the race. I knew I was going to pick him before odds came out. It didn't matter to me what they were. I was going to be on him again this week. You talked about circling a track. He's got to win at a road course before that he really backed into big time. But he's not a big road course guy. He was uh, third late in the race at Indy before getting wrecked out and stuff. But Watkins Glen next week, I wouldn't expect him to really be able to challenge for a win there. He's great at restrictor plate racetracks. Daytona's coming up. We've seen it. Anything and everything can happen. You do not want to go into Daytona having to win to get into the playoffs. So right now, right here, this is his chance. This is the best chance they have to get the win and lock themselves in. If he wins, he's in. There's no sweat at all. He's not anywhere close to the bubble. He is so far up in points. He's automatically in. It's done. They don't have to worry about the next two weeks. So they are going to focus extra on it this week. I think that whole entire Penske camp is going to be putting everything into that 12 car. The 22 and the two are already in the playoffs. The two should be in regardless of what happens at this point, I think. But they want to get him in. This is the chance. He led 128 laps here. He sat the car on the pole earlier in the season or earlier in the season when they were here. He's been good. He's been consistent. It's just been that one thing that's gone wrong here. That one thing that's gone wrong. It's cost him. It's cost him. It's cost him. Leading laps in 18 of 23 races. He's due. It's gonna hit soon. He's gonna get a win. It's gonna be this weekend at Richmond. 12 to 1. Book it now. Rod and I are both on it. And, and yeah, again, I think it's – I'm pretty sure first time we've we've come up with the same guy. Again, we don't talk about these bets ahead of time. We don't talk about who we like other than a little bit of kind of discussion in the bet in the review show. 
but it, we're not getting into it. We're not making our picks then. So we come in with our picks, and, and we were lockstep on this one. I love it. Great value at 12 to 1. Again, you put it in with the Ford thing. You put it in with the 16th winner. And again, you'll have another great day betting if, if he takes that checkered flag. You're eating steak. It's it's So Blaney's like that person that's been sitting at the slot machine all day long, right? And they're pulling and they're pulling and they're pulling and they're not getting anything. They're pulling, they're pulling, they're pulling, they're not getting anything. So they get up and you sit down and you pull and you win the jackpot. That's, that's where we're at with Ryan Blaney. Somebody's been pulling and pulling and pulling and pulling all season long. We just need somebody else to go sit in that seat and pull uh, to win the jackpot. So hopefully whoever's been pulling for the last, you know, two-thirds of a season, get the hell off the seat. It's time for somebody else to pull that lever. Uh, We're we, here to take over this machine we, <laughs> and win some money. We want the buzzers and the lights to, to sound for us as well. So, uh, all right, let's go over the bets as we wrap things up here for the Xfinity race. Cody started you off with Kevin Harvick over William Byron at minus 120. I continued to pile on William Byron as I picked Bubba Wallace over William Byron at minus 110. Cody gave you Kevin Harvick over Sir Dennis Hamlin at plus 250. I gave you Harvick to win Group C at plus money, plus 240 on that one. And then Cody gave you Kyle Busch over Martin Truex Jr. at plus 100. I gave you Ryan Blaney over Ross Chastain at minus 110. Cody told you a Ford was going to win at plus 430. I said we are going to get a new winner this season, a 16th one of them at plus 170. And then Cody gave you Kyle Busch at plus 700. And Ryan Blaney at plus 1,200, which I echoed as well. Ryan Blaney at plus 1,200 to win this race as the super lock of the week and somebody that I think we're going to be, uh, like I said, whoever's been pulling that thing needs to get the hell out of the chair. It's time for us to get a new puller. It's our turn, baby. Let's do it. All right, Cody, why don't you tell everybody where they can find you on social media? One more one. Yes, you can find me on Twitter, at Husker underscore Zeeb. Just tons and tons of stuff coming out. Content train is in full effects. Got a bunch of NFL stuff that's already out that's coming out in the next couple of days. I'm hopping on. And if you're really, if you're listening to this late Tuesday night or, or early Wednesday, then Kramer might still be drafting. He's doing the 24 hours of best ball draft. It's been super exciting. I've been glued to that as much as I could up until now recording here. I'm actually going to jump on with him here shortly in the next hour or so after this recording, be on live with him doing a couple of, of best ball drafts. So even if you miss it live, it'll be on the podcast, on the Sports Gambling Podcast main feed. You'll be able to go back and listen there. Uh, I'll, I'll highlight which hour I'm in maybe and share that as well. But uh, yeah, tons of stuff. So you can follow me on Twitter at Husker underscore Zeb. I try to share everything there, all of that stuff and, uh, and follow the show as well at NASCAR gambling. That's right. And get in that discord, join the conversation sg.pn slash discord. You can find us there talking all the time. We got a, a hat that's about to go out too. So uh, that's, that's amazing stuff. Keep an, uh, keep an eye on that. We may give out something else going forward here in the next couple of weeks uh, as we gear toward the playoffs. Find me on Twitter at RJ Villagomez. Find all of my work on the Sports Gambling Podcast website and, of course, on the Sportsbook Review site as well. Steady cranking out the content. Man, Cody, we're in for the grind. we got a couple more shows this uh, week. We've also got the F1 Gambling Podcast coming out. 
Guys, we're going to put that in this feed as well because this next week, you're not going to want to miss the F1 Gambling Podcast. I guarantee it. So, Yep. Even if you're if you're just a sports fan in general, you're going to want to listen to that one. F1 does have its own feed, so search for that on your favorite podcast player, F1 Gambling Podcast. Nice and easy. We pop right up. Sweet-ass, sick logo. I like it almost as much as the NASCAR one. So definitely subscribe there, but we'll drop it in this feed as well just to make sure you can still still get it indeed again folks a lot of great stuff coming up great weekend of racing coming up enjoy it all till tomorrow let's go racing and let it ride hey.